0: any good with a mop? Very. Yeah, I never heard of a man-keeping house, not a real man.
1: Hey, Teresa, why don't you just put a lid on it, huh? Stop,
0: guys, the housekeeper's getting steamed. What you gonna do, plump my pillows? (laughs) Come on, Tony, show us what you're made of. Whip out your feather duster. Hey, look, I think you're right. I think we better go. Tugboat Annie here obviously is trying to bait us, and I just refuse to stoop to her level.
1: You're so right. Let's go. Don't you want to finish your drink? Hey, Teresa, this is my boss. You take it easy here. You Why not? A it's like, yeah, Hello. Welcome back to A O O A, the Who's the Boss podcast. Huh. And I tried to channel Samantha that time. It didn't. (laughs) It's not getting any better. I I don't think it's going to ever get any better. Uh, You don't know that. But we are back with the third episode of season one. Um, There's really no new news this week to report before we get started. Um, As of tonight, we're recording this on the sixteenth, so if something comes out before after that, sixteenth of August, August twenty twenty. Yeah, <laughs> <I> said nineteen. God, <laughs> oh, yeah, twenty twenty. Yeah. I wish it was nineteen. Right. Um, so as of this point, though, I just want to make it known that Judith Light has still not um, publicly tweeted or made any kind of comment about the who's the boss reboot on social media. So that can either be a good thing, mm. or a bad thing. Like mm. my, my thought is maybe they're like negotiating, so she's not really gonna say anything about it until something is like settled on her side, or she just is like not—it's not even on her radar. So I'm hoping for a mm-hmm. cautiously optimistic, but we'll see. We'll I see know, if some. <laughs> You're on the edge of your seat, I know, no, but I mean,
0: I might mean, not really hope she isn't <laughs> right reboot. Yeah, yeah. She should be. I
1: know. We, there, I'm gonna be so sad if she's one not in the reboot, and two, if she is in the reboot in any capacity other than Grandma Maselli. I want there to be a hashtag for Grandma Maselli out there because that's the only way they should do this reboot. Okay, so, uh, oh, and Kevin, this is exciting. Yes. We have our first listener message.
0: Oh, okay. Yes. I am I would like to hear yeah. from, from our first <laughs> listener. Oh, so
1: um, Jamie reached out to me on Instagram, and she let us know that... So Rye, New York is not upstate New York. Okay. It is in Westchester County, so okay. that's a little bit north of Manhattan. So I looked it up on... Um, on Google Maps, and it's really about 40 minutes to an hour outside of the city. It's not far okay. at all. It's pretty close to the actual Connecticut, New York state line. So the okay. next time we go to New York City, you know where we're going.
0: Right, New York.
1: Yeah, we're taking of the kids by the Who's the Boss house for sure, respectfully from a distance. Of oh, course, yes. But. So, okay, so today's episode that we're going to cover is season one, episode three called Angela's First Fight. But if you've noticed, if you're watching this on Amazon Prime, which is where it's streaming, where which is where you definitely should be watching it right now, um, it says Angela's first flight. Right. I was very confused by that.
0: It is confusing because there's yeah. a big difference between a fight and a flight.
1: Right. <laughs> it's like a, It would have been a cute little episode if like Angela had really never gone on anywhere on a plane. Right. And they take her for her first flight. She's Angela, nervous. the,
0: the big... Uh, right. president of a company's never right. been on a plane yeah, New York
1: executive <laughs> never, <laughs> been on a plane. never been on a plane I would have been there for that episode I would have enjoyed <laughs> that so this episode first aired October 23rd 1984 and the TV Guide summary is Samantha runs away to the old neighborhood with Jonathan in tow after Angela criticizes her tomboyish behavior and that that is the full description that's it? yeah okay. The notable guest star that we'll get to on this one is a woman named Julie Carmen, who plays Teresa. Mm. And, of course, uh, Rhoda y- Gemignani again appears as Mrs. Rosini. All right, so... Very good. I feel like this episode is really supposed to set us up to show how different Tony and Angela are. And, like... Right. How her privilege, privileged lifestyle, like, clashes with his more physical, rugged, sort of, rugged, rugged yes, lifestyle. Rugged lifestyle. So we start off with Tony in the kitchen, ironing, while watching a fight on his kitchen. <laughs> well, I don't think it's a fight. I oh.
0: Think it's a ho- it's, um, he's watching hockey.
1: Oh, is it hockey? Yeah,
0: because he says something about, he's, he's got a hockey stick coming out of his ear. Oh i don't know what that like i heard something about a
1: hockey stick coming out of his ear So that shows how much it's debatable. I know, you
0: guys let us know what he's yeah. watching but i'm pretty sure it's uh, it's he's watching hockey
1: oh okay i know nothing about sports so yeah it's, that's I, what i thought i heard i would have been completely confused regardless so um yeah he's ironing watching sports on his cute little kitchen tv i like that for 1984 that was a good ad um, or that was just their living room TV, which he literally wheeled into the kitchen. Like, who knows? I
0: know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have a TV in the kitchen now, but it looks nothing like that. Yeah. Um, really quick though, Internet Movie Database has a more thorough um, description.
1: Oh yeah, I, I am Did just like. Did you read
0: that one? But like, I didn't. All their other ones are like one-liners, but this one has like a really long. Oh,
1: someone was invested in this episode. Yeah, there's a few. Can, can you read it?
0: Um, yeah, sure. It says, Angela firm, uh, hang on. Angela firmly and totally mildly lectures Sam for fighting in the park, thus causing Jonathan to trade his first punches. So it actually makes it sound like a much better episode right. than it is. <laughs> Instead of learning a lesson, Sam tells Jonathan all about cool, exciting Brooklyn, Oh, cool, cool. Exciting Brooklyn life. When she decides to run back, Jonathan insists to tag along. Tony and Angela set out to get them back. They succeed, and they are invited to Mrs. Rosini's for dinner. Well, it says invited by Mrs. Rosini for dinner, sorry. While Tony shows her around, she gets in a surprisingly lively argument herself with a rude waitress, Teresa, who still has an eye on Tony.
1: Oh, well, I think I mean that summary. Yeah, that sells it.
0: That sells it way better yeah, than yeah. What you. Yeah, yeah. But write.
1: our job is done. I mean, they that's basically the whole episode. Oh.
0: Okay, okay thank you Sorry. for joining us. No, no. I was just saying
1: like that is a pretty in-depth summary right there. Yeah. 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 So Yeah, so it, it's basically just we want to see how much we're setting up why these two people couldn't possibly ever be together because they're so different. And he is, you know, watching a fight immediately. I, I love the part with the grilled cheese sandwich, too. Oh, it's yeah. just so ridiculous. You can tell Tony is trying not to laugh in that part, too. And so he basically irons a grilled cheese sandwich for Angela. And the iron does nothing. And I was so right. grossed out by the fact that he's even hitting the steam. Right. <laughs> <too>. <laughs> so as that's going on, Mona comes in with the kids. The kids have been in a fight. Right. Um, this is something that's not that unusual for Samantha, but very unusual for Jonathan. So immediately, Angela goes into panic mode. Um, and then I love that Mona just picks up the sandwich and eats the sandwich.
0: <laughs> I know. I was going to mention that if you didn't. It's like, makes the sandwich for her. But then like out of nowhere, Mona just starts <laughs> gnawing on the sandwich.
1: I feel like as we go along, there are so many like funny Catherine Hellman, Mona things oh, yeah. that go on in the background yeah, that you probably didn't notice the first run because I know we've noticed a, fu- a couple of them and we'll have to talk about that. So you know, Tony's kind of
0: dishwasher. Time. That's your dishwasher.
1: <laughs> Tony's pretty proud that um, Samantha's sticking up. For Jonathan and sticking up for him and they were kind of working together as a team to like not let this neighborhood boy bully them but Angela that is like not her way she's not into confrontation you don't get into a fight I mean there's no Angela's never been in a physical fight in her entire life for sure and like her upbringing was definitely much different than Tony's growing up and mm. Samantha's at this point so I thought it was interesting – so then Sam and Tony go outside, and at this point, like, Samantha's still – she's Mrs. Bauer to Samantha. Right. Like, they haven't really had any kind of bonding to this point, and Samantha's pretty much fed up with her and, like, ready to go home. Right. This was a fun little experiment for a while, but – She's
0: ready to go back to Brooklyn.
1: Yeah. And they allude to that there's been other conflicts with Tony and Samantha maybe watching basketball a little too loudly.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but she's saying you can't yell at basketball or something. Yeah,
1: yeah. You can't yell. You can't fight. What do you do for fun? Right. And I love that she says, she's not my mother. You are.
0: Right. (laughs) It's so
1: cute. Yeah. But, yeah, so, I mean... You know, Tony's trying to make, keep the peace, make the, you know, get them to get along a little better, has that whole conversation with Angela about maybe her being a little more flexible and um, not being so hard on Samantha right away. And we were both noticing how, so there's a part where Tony like throws the basketball towards the house, makes the basket, and then Angela opens the door. It was some pretty impressive timing there.
0: Yeah, I'm sure it was. Several takes, but... Yeah, Yeah,
1: definitely. But she had to really hope that he was going to make that basket and not get a basketball to the face as she opened up the door. (laughs) Right. And they did this in front of a studio audience, so it's not like, you know, it it couldn't have been that many takes. So... Samantha decides that she's going back to Brooklyn for the day, at least, to get away, to take Angela's advice and get some space... And, of course, Jonathan is, like, very interested in this. So I love the, like, none of the things that Samantha used to sell Brooklyn would have really appealed to me at all. But I guess if you're, like, a seven- or eight-year-old boy, the idea of tying a string to a rat's tail and then, <laughs> and then spinning it in a, and then flinging it and then throwing it, yeah. He was he was pretty, like, that was pretty much all she had to say. And he was he was, he was ready to go. Yeah, he was in so he tags along even though she doesn't want him to go and then when mona finds the note basically saying that they're gone angela kind of freaks out knowing right. that jonathan yep. she considers this as samantha running away and right. taking jonathan with her so i looked up and you know tony's a little more confident that They're going to be fine. Samantha knows where she's going. She knows how to get to Mrs. Rosini's. But I looked it up, and it is like a a two-and-a-half-hour train with changes to get from Fairfield, Connecticut to Brooklyn. But this is also 1984. So probably, like, I think if we live in a fairly large city, very large city, but if you saw, like, an 11-year-old and an 8-year-old, on any sort of mass transit (laughs) what's happening dcf would immediately be called but this was the time where like you would go out at like it's not unusual that they didn't know where they were because you would leave the house eight or nine in the morning and not come back until it was dinner time and
0: it's uh yeah and in new york or well connecticut to new york it's a train kids travel you know what i mean like i'm saying back then right um, it probably wasn't uncommon to see kids on a on a train like right.
1: that. Yeah, my mom grew up young. near Brooklyn, and I know that she was taking the train by herself, probably by you know early teens mm. without any issue. That was even earlier, but yeah, it's just so funny to think that now because you know kids are so everything is a play date appointment, and like kids right. just don't go wander the neighborhood.
0: No, you didn't get on. Don't get on your bike and like now
1: right and just take off then just
0: go take off down the neighborhood
1: so it's kind of fun to see um so then angela and tony take off in i guess she doesn't have the jaguar yet so because it's like the largest station wagon i've ever seen um to go get them and i looked that up so driving it probably took them about an hour to get there so they get there and i love that like it's it's the rough streets of Brooklyn like, that they're, they're really selling that. So immediately, some guy comes on to Angela from the sidewalk, and there are just kids running. It's a very like uh, production. They have to of- honk
0: their horn to get by. Oh, oh yeah, yes, kids are playing stick ball in the street, right. which is a big New York thing.
1: And they immediately find Jonathan, who now looks like. An orphan in the stage production of Annie.
0: <laughs> That's in my, my notes, too. It's in, in my notes, it says, Jonathan is all dirty in Brooklyn. Right. Like, why is he all of a sudden? <laughs> yeah.
1: And Samantha, too, just covered in dirt from head to toe. He's holding a cockroach.
0: That's what happens when you go to Brooklyn. You yeah. get dirty.
1: You have to. <laughs> um, and so we got an A-O-O-A. An We did. And the reason why I tried to channel Samantha at the beginning of this podcast is because it was from her. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So that runs in the family. It is a Maselli catchphrase, for sure. Not even just Tony. So, yeah. So they find the kids, you know, Samantha's basically saying that she didn't want Jonathan to come with her, but he did anyway. And they find Mrs. Rosini, who is happy to have the kids there and making ravioli i'm sure of some sort right and lasagna was it lasagna
0: i i don't know oh, I oh, just... right.
1: <laughs> but it's a great shot of her just through the window right. with the wooden spoon with sauce <laughs> at the end of the wooden spoon like that's it's very... but it's funny watching that because i was born in brooklyn i didn't live there very long my parents moved out when i was three but my grandmother continued to live there for most of my childhood so, like, the Mrs. Rosini character to me was very much like Grandma's house when she was talking about taking the plastic off the furniture mm. and everything. Like, my, my Grandma's whole, like, little apartment in a two-story brownstone in Brooklyn always smelled like Italian food, and there was definitely plastic on the furniture. So I think I just always, like, really enjoyed the Mrs. Rosini character because of, like, that aspect of it. Mm. Seeing the wooden spoon with the sauce on it. Very Italian grandma. So, uh, Tony gets to introduce Angela to Mrs. Rosini for the first time. And I love, I think my favorite line of this whole episode is, Samantha, she's not uptight. She's just hungry. (laughs) 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 This is so funny. So, Which is another Italian grandma thing where they just immediately want to feed people. Right.
0: Everybody's hungry.
1: So... Tony decides he's going to take Angela around his neighborhood and like show her how he grew up to show kind of like that it's a completely different way of life. Mm-hmm. So they immediately land at Marty's Melody Room. And Kevin, can you tell us some of the names of the guys that hang out at Melody's?
0: Well, Mar- yeah. And- Marty's Melody Room. Yeah, it was Marty's Melody Room, which was a bar, mm-hmm. which I'm pretty sure is a bar that's in a scene much later and another who's the bar the same oh, set
1: right. oh right right yeah, right, yeah I probably we, you
0: and i talked about yesterday but yeah. um yeah he walks in and immediately um uh says hello to old buddies tommy pepsi and billy fingers <laughs> <laughs> What's that like? but i mean like billy fingers and- i i kind of get like maybe billy fingers had some kind of life of crime like right his right fingers you know he right. steals things but but tommy Pepsi's not
1: yeah maybe he just preferred tough. pepsi over coke and so that doesn't
0: a- make him tough
1: right no not at all
0: it's like i'm tommy so, pepsi sorry, right
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, but although I, I don't know is pepsi That could just be an italian last name maybe <laughs> i don't, I I don't know somebody
0: <laughs> should let us know
1: but so the if I remember correctly, later on there's going to be a Philly Fingers that is like a secondary character that runs throughout the series. So <laughs> I wonder if maybe like they forgot that they had originally had a Billy Fingers or maybe it
0: was was it Philly Fingers? Closed and
1: captioning definitely said Billy Fingers. Okay. So
0: I was about to say I'm going to go to the Internet Movie Database and make sure it's <laughs> okay. Billy Fingers, right, not yeah. Philly Fingers.
1: You can you can look that up for us. Um, sure. And then Joey Mook. That's another one, too. Oh, that
0: was another one in this episode?
1: Yeah, Joey Mook is another name he mentions oh, at the come bar. Oh, I
0: didn't write that one down? I, don't,
1: I probably was he still flabbergasted by Tommy Pepsi. Right, couldn't get past that one. So uh, he's showing Angela around the bar. It appears that Tony's done a lot of things in this bar, possibly even losing his virginity or having some sort of Rice. sex act performed on he well, says him.
0: first time is... Right. Right, because he it says this, it's the first time he got... Drunk. Oh, what was he it? He changes drunk? it to right, drunk. drunk. yeah. But, yeah, he says it's the first time I did this and that and then that room back there is first time I got... <laughs> yeah. And he's like, drunk.
1: So, um, a woman shows up. Her name is Teresa. She's a waitress at the bar and it's obvious that she has a history with Tony so much so that she's like expecting him to give her this warm welcome. Yeah, by grabbing her on the rear end. Right, Yes. So, Which is how she... Yeah, I, I guess... Know, maybe
0: that's a greeting in Brooklyn out.
1: Yeah, well, certainly between them it was, I guess. Right. Yeah, she seemed like she would have been welcome with that. Um, the funny thing about this character is, and I know it's all, you know, leading up to getting to the climax of the episode, but she is just so aggressive right out of the gate that it is hilarious. And I also think, like... I wonder, too, if not only are we seeing sort of what Tony's life was like in Brooklyn, but also kind of what Samantha's future would have been if they had actually stayed there and this was her life for the rest of her growing up, as right. opposed to yeah. moving to Connecticut. Like She could have been the next Teresa working at Marty's Melody Room right, and getting into fights with people.
0: Or the next Billy Fingers.
1: <laughs> she would have married Billy, Billy Fingers' like son. Like Billy Fingers Jr. Right, exactly fingers jr so teresa's kind of like making insinuations about tony and like making fun of angela saying that she's got pointy hips or whatever and like i feel like angela doesn't really get too angry until she kind of turns on tony
0: right yeah yeah i think you're right Yeah.
1: yeah and so then she really starts to kind of insult him and before she lays into tony angela's kind of ready to leave and tony's kind of agreeing with her
0: yeah because i the comment that's made is real men can't keep house
1: or something or something along the
0: lines of that's where she starts and then angela starts defending tony
1: yeah so now i feel like angela's kind of also getting into a fight for the same reason that Samantha did, because Samantha mentions that the kid called her dad a sissy housekeeper.
0: Right. Yeah, 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 that's right.
1: So the next, like, 30 seconds of this episode, if, if there's if there's only one reason to watch this episode, it's for those 30 seconds.
0: That's for sure. Yeah,
1: so <laughs> instead of leaving, Angela instead decides to dump two drinks on well, top of says, Teresa's head. Well,
0: she says, because Teresa says... Is it Tony or Th- somebody says maybe you should just finish your drinks or sit down oh, and finish your yes. drinks Oh, yes. Teresa like
1: pushes that. Angela back into the chair and she says, don't you want to f- finish, finish your drink? drink. Yes. That's what it is. And so Angela does. And she does, says, I sure do right. or something. She, in fact, does. And she pours them over Teresa's head.
0: Right. Which is some sort of gin drink and a beer. Right. And, uh... And the fun fact there, too, which is another reason to watch this episode, is when Angela picks up the two drinks, the gin drink, I believe, when she first picks it up, is in her left hand and the beer is in her right hand. And then when they cut the scene and they show her dumping the drinks on her head, the beer yeah. is now in her right hand right. and the gin drinks in her left hand. Yes. Yes. And so, that was interesting.
1: Yes. So the, oh,
0: because she ends up dumping the drinks on her head.
1: Yeah, she picks them up, in whatever order she picks them up, and by the time she they cut her opposite. dumping, it's completely opposite. Yeah, so, but somebody like, messed up. Yeah, but it's like, I... That's a scene that you only want to have to do once. Right. Because, otherwise, that actress now has to, like, go get the same outfit put back on or dried off, and they have to blow her hair out. Right. Quickly. Yeah. Try to match oh yeah i mean they cut away style. it's a cutaway shot when yeah
0: they, she actually dumps the drinks on her head
1: so i could even see them being like oh the drinks are in the wrong hand but we're not doing that again yeah <laughs> but also when people were originally watching this you know it wasn't like now where we can pause and rewind and watch things right you didn't know right, right. and it was also probably a 19 to like 23 inch television as opposed to now right but I love... I just love catching stuff like that. We're also going to have boob mic counts because there are certainly... We haven't seen any yet. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. yeah but there's a lot but of there are a lot of boob mics. That, where you I see the love. boom
0: mic in that show.
1: Yeah. I love catching that. So... Then they proceed to roll around on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and Tony's trying to get in the middle of them. And it's just a, a comedy but, of, like, what?
0: But what happens at first is she... Dumps and drinks in her head. Then the fight starts. But then Angela throws her down in the chair.
1: Yeah. Because that's when Angela
0: does that weird like, rah, rah "Rah," thing. And she like throws her hands out. (laughs) Like, I don't know what that is.
1: It's fantastic.
0: It is. I mean, once you watch that episode, she's like, rah, and throws her arms out. Like, what is that? What are you doing? Like, you think that's going to keep her
1: It's so good. It's going to scare her off. I know. So, um, then by the time the kids and mrs rosini walk into the bar it's just like angela on top of both of them and like throwing punches
0: yeah i mean it's wacky because like tony tries to get between the two of them and then like they all fall down and then one point tony falls down and the person who plays teresa if you look really close there are points that she's laughing while everything's going on
1: yeah for sure yeah i don't i mean there's a possibility that Judith Light could have been laughing as well, but you couldn't couldn't tell tell. because her turtleneck was so large.
0: Right, and so was her hair and her glasses. (laughs) They covered
1: her face for part of that fight. That's true. So, obviously the children walk in and they've now seen Angela fighting. And Tony's like, what happened to walk away and get some space? So, this is a really cute episode where Angela kind of sees where Tony's coming from. And Tony kind of sees where Angela's coming from and Samantha. And I think it's just pushing them one step closer to like, right. Really being more entwined in each other's lives and understanding, which is cute.
0: Um, Another side note here. What's funny is when we watch these episodes, we take notes and we don't compare notes and we just do the podcast Without comparing notes, but in my notes it says Angela almost suffocates by her turtleneck <laughs> <laughs> during the fight, yeah. and I forgot that I wrote that down. <laughs> and you just mentioned that, which just makes well, me laugh. See, it's right? just funny. It's
1: because we've been married for however <laughs> almost suffocates. That it was a married. heck of a turtleneck. It was. It was. It was <laughs> impressive. Um, so, and then I thought it was cute too that oh, you don't see this part, but apparently they stay for dinner at Mrs. Rosini's because. She's making ravioli, so.
0: Right. Okay. <laughs> no, but and, wait a minute. How did they? How did they? How do you know that?
1: Well, because before they go to the bar, Mrs. Rosini says, "I'll yell when dinner's ready," and Angela's like, "Oh, I'm sure we'll hear you." And then Mrs. Rosini comes in with the kids. I'm oh, guessing that's to right. tell them that dinner's, the dinner's ready. ready.
0: Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And then yeah. the kids see that. Right. Angela's been fighting. Yeah. And then. Um, Samantha kind of rubs
1: it in her face. Right. But throughout the series, we'll see some other times where Angela's at Mrs. Rosini's house. And those are always funny, too. But it was cute to see that she probably, you know, they obviously had dinner together that night. So it would have been like her first um, introduction fully to Mrs. Rosini. So that's it. Yeah. That is the third episode.
0: That's it. Yep. Good one. Very high, high... Intensity. So do you think
1: do you think you're gonna rate this one high though?
0: Am I? I don't want to. I'm I, not I gonna don't, tell you how I'm. Gonna yeah,
1: rate. I don't want to influence your rating. Do you want me to go first?
0: Uh, yeah, sure, go first. I have mine written down on my notes, so I can oh, prove to you okay. that that that's what
1: I. So my rating for this one's a little lower. I'm gonna go with the six, because it's an enjoyable episode. Episode, and you know the fight sequence is pretty funny, but. Mm-hmm along you know as far as the episodes that we've seen up until now i felt like this one was weaker than the other two
0: yeah i mean the most entertaining part or the intense part obviously was the fight right yes <laughs> um you know once everything that happens uh, once they enter the doors of marty's melody Room. right <laughs> but um i gave it uh 6.5 oh, six and a half right. aoa's
1: we so we should probably be writing these down somewhere so that we keep keep them later yeah.
0: on. Yeah, that way we don't have to go listen to all the podcasts. <laughs> that would be boring. <laughs> <laughs> anyway.
1: All right. So, thank you very much for joining us. Um, you can reach us at Who's the bod- Who's the Boss podcast on Instagram. You can also reach us at anchor.fm slash WTB podcast. And if you go there and you'd like to tell us anything that we've missed or any tidbits that you may have, you can leave us a voicemail if you want to, that we could play on the air. All right. Do we have a song for this week?
0: We do. Uh, it's, it's actually by John Koneski. And it's the Who's a the Boss theme song finger style guitar so it's on acoustic guitar it's a neat version
1: if you like this podcast please subscribe and tell all your friends and give you a big pat on the back